history. In our history. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Mystery in Our History podcast where we take an in-depth look at all things urban legend and conspiracy theory related and how they came to be. I'm J.R. Supa. That's Chris Berry, a.k.a. Chris B underscore OMG. <laughs> yep. And here we go. Yep. We're joined by Sonic today, Salt Boy, and we got it all. I set it up before the thing. Salt Boy? What is Salt Boy? Salt Boy, right there? Oh, Fault Boy. Fault Boy from Fallout? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't see him. He's just out of frame. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Little Pip Boy. Yeah, there's a Securitron to this <laughs> Whatever. I set it all up. It was fancy. You are a fancy boy. All I have are sound dampening uh, wall decorations. I still haven't gotten my my nice poster to hang here of the Four Guys Media oh. Network. That'll yeah. come, you know, whenever this makes money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so let's dive in to this week. This week, Chris and I are taking a look at the Bigfoot of the East, the folk monster, spelt F-O-U-K-E. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. It could be Fook. It could be Folk. It could be Fuck. I don't know. But it's the Fook monster. monster. (laughs) It's the Fuck monster. The Fuck monster from the East Coast. That's right. (laughs) Hide your kids. Hide your wife. The Fuck master's coming. He's out of his way. It's also known as... The Boggy Creek Monster. And Chris and I actually came across this cryptid uh, by accident because we were um, looking for something else on Amazon Prime to try and watch, and this showed up. So um, we actually came across this, and then we looked into it, and we thought it was a pretty cool topic. So uh, quite frankly, I am surprised we haven't come across this sooner that's true yeah i mean god and we were just like fistfuls of like cryptids were thrown at us that whole time right when we were looking for uh for a new movie and that that one just stuck we were just like i don't know foggy creek yeah let's, let's do it he looks like a he looks like a poor sass so let's just do that one that poor sass <laughs> B, like a b-grade sass you know yeah um all right, so let's get into the origin story of the Boggy Creek or Fuck Monster. Folk yeah. Monster. Folk, 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 whatever. Fook, fuck. The Fuck Monster. Yeah. We, we can just call it the Fuck Monster. The I think time. I want to kind of call it the Fuck Monster, but I feel like the more we say it, the more I'm going to have to label this like inappropriate on YouTube. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, <laughs> contains, flag yourself. <laughs> contains inappropriate language. <laughs> Um, Okay, so let's start with the origin story. 150 miles outside of Little Rock, Arkansas, there's a little town called Folk. In that town, as far back as 1834, there have been reports of a wild man, a large, hairy monster standing on two legs between 7 and 8 feet tall, weighing over 300 pounds, whose chest, legs, and arms are covered with thick, long hair roaming around Arkansas. Yeah, it's crazy too, because like um, I I had a like an old family slash Navy friend from Arkansas, um, and when I was younger, 
he, he never mentioned the Boggy Creek monster or anything. Um, but I guess that's, that's not really something you bring up at dinner either. So yeah, that's, fair. that's passable. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, have you guys ever heard of the East coast Bigfoot? Yeah. You ever check that out? It's from my past the potatoes. It's called the fuck monster. <laughs> Perfect dinner, dinner conversation right there, dude. <laughs> oh, my shit. God. Well, in the 1900s, uh, sightings around Fook, folk became more fr- – I'm going to call it folk. Okay. Because I, okay. I can't keep going back and forth. It's, it, it's spelt Fook, so I, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. sightings around folk became more frequent. <laughs> <laughs> Residents spotted the monster more than 40 times in 1997 alone, and it has been suggested that the animal is nocturnal. But a hunter actually reported a sighting in broad daylight in the Sulphur River wildlife area near Folk in 2000. Damn. Yeah. That's recent. So many have argued the reported sightings of the Boggy Creek monster are actually sightings of black bears misidentified. Although black bears are not bipedal, they can rear up on two feet and some weigh up to 400 pounds and stand over six feet tall. Yeah, and it, it, it's funny, too, because, uh, of course, like the the sightings are, are different per person, um, but it, it really can be narrowed down to a specific profile, or it has been anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, the, the Boggy Creek Monster uh, cryptid profile uh, is, again, approximately seven feet tall, weighing 300 to 500 pounds. Uh, dark brown or black hair covering body, dark skin with ape-like face. Habitat is usually like bottomland hardwood. Um, the nearest town, of course, Folk, Arkansas. Uh, you know, alleged sighting, 1908. Uh, that's the first alleged sighting. Although it, it, again, it's been rumored that from the 1800s, like yeah. you know, rumors. Um, latest sighting. I actually saw a website that said it was 2019, the oh. one that we were looking at earlier. Um, Track evidence, uh, yep, there's a lot of, there's been a lot of, like, um, track evidence. However, there's no photos, not a single photo of this guy. So That's no surprising photographic to me. evidence. Right, right. Because, like, a lot there's of, a million like, photos of, of Bigfoot. Right, or even, like, crappy photos of just something in the woods. There's, like, it's Bigfoot, but, like, yeah. this guy, nothing, zilch. Um, it's a little suspect, I will say. And I'll talk about that a little bit, a little bit later. Uh, why I think it's suspect. I I, uh, <laughs> I found something out about Arkansas encrypted. <laughs> All right. Well, Fair enough. This, I'm excited so. for this. So the Boggy Creek Monster has been the subject of at least four different films, beginning with the 1973 The Legend of Boggy Creek. This particular movie, centered around Bobby Ford's supposed encounter with the beast, played in drive-in theaters around the country and introduced millions to the legend. Mostly shot on location, in folk, but with additional scenes filmed in Texarkana and Shreveport, Louisiana. The film also served as a major economic boost to the region. Many cast members were locals or nearby college students. Nice. Yes. Um, so, I'm sorry, I said four different films. It's actually five different films. So there are five oh. movies that we could find yeah. based on the Boggy Creek legend. Uh, the first <laughs> being The Legend of Boggy Creek. Yeah. That's just the title. Says it all. No right. need for a synopsis. Well, yeah, it. I mean, it, it, we're going to get into the synopsis a little bit later because it's based on, I guess, an encounter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, right. 
Right. But essentially, yeah, that's the what was it? The the Bobby Ford's supposed encounter with the beast. So that's Yes. Yeah. That was the um, movie. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. so that's kind of the movie. I didn't feel like we need to say it twice. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently he did. I yeah, was exactly. all here like, oh, just about the monster in his day-to-day life. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the next movie is Return to Boggy Creek from 1977. The second folk monster film, Return to Boggy Creek, had an entirely fictional plot and was not intended to be a sequel. Uh, it was directed by Tom Moore, written by John David Woody, and starred Don Wells as the mother of three children who become lost in the swamp. <laughs> it's funny. It sounds like this was like pitched to be a Swamp Thing AAA movie and just didn't make the cut. They're just like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. We're making it. Cut Swamp Thing. Get me another Swamp Man. Boggy Creek Monster. Yeah, okay, great. Just get him. Jam him in there. That's like, it. He'll just take the place. That's it. Boggy oh, Creek. Man. Fuck these guys. Uh it's I like, love when it's movies like how Rick and Morty was supposed to be a uh, Back to the Future cartoon, oh, and right. and they wouldn't give him the rights. So he was like, "All right, fuck you." Yeah, we'll just make our own thing, dude. I love it too when like they make movies that are not intended to like it's a sequel to a movie, but it just was not intended to be that way. Like uh, Troll Two, yep. for instance, is one of them. It's just like, oh man, movies like that are just the best. Yeah, so technically, this is not a sequel. But it is Return to Boggy Creek. Right. So the third movie is Boggy Creek 2 and The Legend Continues. Not The Legend Continues. Boggy Creek 2 and The Legend Continues. <laughs> and. From 1985. Originally titled The Barbaric Beast of Boggy Creek Part 2. Evidently, the alliteration got the best of some people and so they changed it. The third folk monster film was written as a sequel to the original film. Charles B. Pierce wrote, directed, and played the role of Brian Lockhart, a University of Arkansas professor who leads a group of students into the swamps around folk. The film was later used in an episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. That's crazy. I actually didn't know that. My partner loves MST3K, uh, so I bet she's seen that one. I got to ask her after this. Um, And Uh, that makes it... automatically means it is a shit film oh dude garbage can here just dumpster <laughs> film like dumpster fire like if yeah if mystery science Theater 3000 is doing that movie it's automatically a dumpster fire yeah scraping the barrel for sure <laughs> <laughs> also just a quick note i just love that the third movie here is a part two yeah I just you know yeah, i love that shit well That's we're going good. chronologically like, yeah, of course. No, you know, by release date, not you know, in the story, right? <laughs> not, not in the not in the Boggy Creek universe. Listen, if you want to get deep down in the lore, there's a website for it, guys. I don't know what it is, but you're gonna you're gonna have to find it on your own. Yeah, you have to respect the lore. Um. All right. So the next movie is titled Boggy Creek: The Legend Is True, oh, from yeah. 2010. Yeah, dude. Uh, I love that. 35 like, years in between. Yeah, nothing like booting up at like 35 years later. It's just horrible, horrible. Uh, okay, so released straight to home video in 2011. Boggy Creek, The Legend is True. Early buzz suggests that the film, directed by Brian T. Janes, was to be the remake of Charles B. Pierce's original 1972 film. However... It's unrelated story set in fictional town of Boggy Creek, Texas, 
Even so, the film obviously draws influence from Pierce's film with its small-town setting and the use of spooky swampscapes for the southern Sasquatch horror slasher. <laughs> I love the added effort of being like, no, this isn't the this isn't your mom and dad's Arkansas uh, Boggy Creek monster. This is the hardcore Texas one now, guys. So it's it's watch like out. it's like when they keep rebooting like Dracula. You know how like oh, there's God. so many different Dracula movies, like Dracula 2000, Dracula this, oh, Dracula yeah. that, and it's like everybody knows the story of Dracula, so right. they just like put it in a different setting. Yeah, they edge it up, right? So, like depending on like where they're going. Like Dracula 2000 is the most edge lord Dracula movie I've ever watched in my life. Yeah, ever. Ugh. And so it's like this. They were like, okay, so we're gonna make this movie. And it's going to be a reboot of Boggy Creek, but let's just change everything about it and just start <laughs> the whole universe over again to see if we can get another trilogy out of this thing. You thought you knew the story. You don't. You thought wrong. <laughs> God damn, Coming dude. summer 2011 trash. straight to your home because theaters yeah. don't want it. Boggy Creek. The legend is true. Yeah, right to tape. Yep. The only way it could get made. That's my that's my uh, voiceover audition tape. <laughs> I love it. Send it in. All right. The last movie is The Legacy of Boggy Creek because every monster needs to leave a legacy. Need a legacy. That's right. This low-budget indie film was originally released in 2009 under the title The Skunk Cape Story but was later re-edited and re-released on home video in 2011 as The the Legacy of Bucky Creek. The docudrama chronicles the events that began after the original attacks in Folk. It was written and directed by Dustin Ferguson. They should have left the name. (laughs) What, Skunk Ape? Yeah, I probably... Dude, okay, listen, real talk. I would watch Skunk Ape before I watched Boggy Creek. If I came across the Skunk Ape story on Netflix, like Mm -hmm. just like poking around, I'd probably throw it on. If I'm throwing... If I'm just like skimming through Netflix or Prime or wherever, and I see Fook Monster, and then the next thing I see is Skunk Ape, I'm going Skunk Ape before I go Fook Monster, unless it's spelled Fuck Monster, and then I give that the chance first. That's true. Listen, that's true. (laughs) Uh, See, this guy gets it. This guy watches, what is it, Velocipaster? Velocipaster. Oh man, and like I'm it's a big fan to, of like Wolf Cop. Back to back shows know? mentioning the Velocipaster movie. <laughs> Did you watch it's it? Be yet? An ongoing theme. No. Oh, no. dude, please watch it. It's so okay. fucking good. I bet you I can rope Jess into watching it. That it's worse than anything I've ever seen on Mystery Science Three or Three Thousand. That's fair. It might make it on there someday. I, I a I hope so, and b um, so this last movie, The Legacy of Boggy Creek. Mm-hmm. Originally released under a different name. You know what it reminds me of? The Room. Oh no! Yeah. Remember how The Room was originally uh, like a serious movie? Yeah. And yeah. it failed Tommy so Lisa miserably that they re-released seriously. it as a black comedy. It's not even a dark comedy. It's so yeah. dark, it's black. <laughs> it's not even comedy. It's not. What's funny? But you're like, tearing me apart, just- Lisa. The, the the movie being bad is the funny part. I don't think that makes it qualify as a comedy. <laughs> Listen, he leaned into it, and it fuck. It's one of the greatest movies. Yeah. Now they do midnight showings like it's the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, I love it. Good for him. I know. All right. Well, let's watch 
some of the trailers for these movies because I was able to find most of them. Yeah, absolutely. I'm game. All right. So we'll go in order that we discussed above. We'll just go in order with those. Perfect. Okay. primitive river-bottom wilderness in southern Arkansas, along with deer, duck, crane, and beaver, lurks a creature that walks upright. Whether it is a man, a monster, or a myth, no one really knows. What we do know is the people around Falk, Arkansas, say they have seen such a creature nearly 250 times since 1954. And that this creature, whatever it is, emits one of the most terrifying sounds ever recorded. All right, so let's let's start off with the fact that that thing is rated G. Oh my god! The general dude. audience, it's a horror movie, and it's rated G. Number one, number right. two, clearly a '70s trailer, right? Oh, like I the love font it. and and everything, like it's clearly a '70s movie. I think my I favorite that. part is when the guy goes, "Hold this," and hands him a flashlight so that he can start pumping shotgun shells. Yeah, right. Oh, dude, and I mean. Let's just talk about the gorilla suit, right? Can we just talk oh, about was, that gorilla oh, suit? Cle- How about just everything seemed like it was terrible. Like, I really want to watch this movie now. Yeah. To quote I'm... Tenacious D, couldn't be a man in gorilla suit. No fucking way, man. I know that's real. <laughs> I'm I'm going to rent this tomorrow. I'm going to watch it. Yeah? Yeah, it's three ninety nine on on the Apple movies. I'll just rent it and watch it tomorrow. Can you have, like, a Zoom meeting with me and I can watch it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll plug my iPad in, Skype you, and just put it so that you can see the TV. Oh, perfect. All right. That was just good. Yeah. Oh my god, oh, that's so funny. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty bad, huh? Yeah, that was awful. So, but it look I it looks like a lot of fun to watch. Oh, absolutely. Um, all right, you want let's watch the second one. Return right, the second one. to Boggy Creek, the nineteen seventy seven trailer. <laughs> Return to Boggy Creek. What kind of crazy place is this? Does somebody live here? Yeah. 
The monster! Over 15 million people thrill to the legend of Boggy Creek. Now the monster returns to stalk the swamps and terrify the citizens in his own very special way. The all-new Return to Boggy Creek, the family adventure picture of the year. Are you too scared to come back? Return to Boggy Creek. All right, two things. Two things. Yep. One, I forgot to mention about... um, that first video, but they did it again in this video. The the sound that they make for the the monster, man, just like a man going. <laughs> <laughs> Convincing, really. Yes. At number two, um, the family motion picture event of the year. Of course, why wouldn't it be right? You and your loved ones go see the Boggy Creek. So evidently, <sighs> return to Boggy Creek also. A rated G movie. Uh, and I also loved like the nineteen eighty, even though this is nineteen seventy seven, the nineteen eighty intro with like just the the lines. Oh man. Yes. The intro was great. It was so like video rental store. Yeah. Return um, to Boggy Creek. <laughs> also, can we talk about how that Sasquatch took a step in front of that kid and how that was a little sus? Like <laughs> I know there's thick black hair, but like come on, Boggy Creek monster, be chill. Yeah. Seriously, bro. Cool out. All right, let's watch Rocky (laughs) Creek 2 and The Legend Continues. Okay. You can take my word for it. There ain't no monsters around here. Hey, boy, where do you think you're going to find that monster? Going to find him in the swamp if it exists. He's been seen over 100 times since the early 50s. Seen by who? Drunks or city folks like you all want your name in the newspaper? It's moved more than 50 yards in the last few seconds. Something's out there, and it's heading toward Tanya. Tell him to come in, Brian. producer Charles C. Pierce comes a motion picture that will stir your imagination. From his first classic film, The Legend of Boggy Creek, he proudly presents Boggy Creek 2, and the legend continues. Rated PG, coming to a theater near you. All right, so you can see how um, 
things changed in the 80s and the FCC got a little more involved because this one's a PG, not just a G. PG. Yeah. Also, immediately noticeable. Why does the video quality look 10 times worse than the last two movies? <laughs> I have no Like, it looks like it was on the scratchiest reel of film. Better question. A, what's with that guy's shorts? And follow-up question, why is he wearing a hat that just says Arkansas across it? Dude, just in case you forget where this is taking place, that's an Arkansas man right there. I just love the shortest Jeep, fucking shorts Jeep you've gets ever seen. stuck in the mud, everybody bail and run. Fucking rabid dog comes through the window, let's just pump six rounds from my gun into it. <laughs> just pop a few shots off. Also, let's talk about Jim Bob. Was he really oh, the Boggy Creek monster? Oh, 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 man. You mean Captain Overalls? Yeah, dude. Like, he Jesus. had full tit hanging out. Like, I'm was, convinced it, that that is who Farmer Fran is based off of from The Waterboy. That makes sense. That checks out. I know. Yeah. I remember, I remember that. Yeah. I don't dude, know if that's actually his real name in The Waterboy, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. I was in the that guy, oh, I like the first thing you had another day. He's literally sitting down with his boob hanging out, and then like the Boggy Creek monster rips in the door, and a supposed nude woman is screaming. I'm sorry, that guy's getting tails. Yeah, I don't know. That's about... the most unbelievable thing I saw. Um, also, can we maybe talk about the? Uh, you mentioned it while we were watching the trailer. The fucking Boggy Creek radar. Oh my god. That they had Dude. They, had, they had a radar to track them. Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank god they had radar. <laughs> oh. Boggy Creek monster radar. You can see him coming. What you can see him coming fuck? a mile away with radar. Better question. Why were there two blips on it? Got to watch the movie find I out, I guess. Yeah, right. Also, just a quick quip, that deer is dead. Dude, they fuck that deer. that deer. Fuck that deer. They that deer's it. dead. That's a movie made in the 80s. That deer was killed in the making of that movie. 100%. That's an actual deer that they drowned. You remember a guy on a buffalo? Oh, wait. The actual movie or the YouTube movies that like split it up and just did like a voiceover with clips from the movie? So, I mean, the, 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 the four piece guy on a buffalo song is epic. Which made me actually watch the movie yeah. one day. I was Buffalo Rider. That sounds great. Yeah. Let's watch it. Holy shit! So many animals clearly die in that movie. Oh, one hundred percent. Clearly had like stomped on head by a buffalo, drowned by a fucking cougar in a river. It's just like, <laughs> what am I watching? <laughs> it's it's like, like a, they took B roll from a nature show from the friggin' plains of the United States, shit, and dude, and was, just made a movie around it. It was gruesome. It was. <laughs> It was rough to watch. Uh, on that note, though, good movies. Recommend. Yes. 100%. <laughs> Five stars. Would watch again. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's watch the Boggy Creek 2010 trailer. Oh, my God. We both know what did this, Sheriff. Yeah, they was a good-looking bunch of kids. 
There were five of them. They were staying down in the water. If I'd had my way, I would have warned them. Nobody did. Mm. Was this just your way of trying to scare us off? I told you I didn't do it. But I am not going to be scared away. I told you last night. There's something out there. Oh, come on, man. What? You talking about that Bigfoot shit again? Do you care anything about these girls? Get them out of here. Um, so main difference between 1970s, 1980s and the 2000s, um, sex sells. Yeah. Boo. Like clearly like like just everybody in that movie's just, you know, put them in, put them in bikinis, let them do a skinny dipping scene. This movie will be fine. I mean, it was straight to video. So it was definitely NR. It was just not rated. Yeah. It's softcore porn. Actually. They couldn't get a rating. Yeah. It's softcore <laughs> porn with a Boggy Creek monster <laughs> as a subplot. Yeah. It's the special. It's the stuff you got to go to the specialty stores to get. So <laughs> it's, it's in the back room of the adult, oh, the adult God. store. Also, why does it look like, uh, how do I, how do I say this delicately? Uh, everyone, all the actors were hired locally. Oh, hundred percent. Right. Absolutely yeah. does. Yes. Yeah. Um, how about well, like the first thing I noticed was it, it starts off with the same like across the water shot as the original trailer, but then immediately just pans to two officer Dewey's. Oh, dude, straight up. Dude. They were both. I think they were both breathing out of their mouth, if I remember it correctly. Like, it's we just... both know made this there, Sheriff. <laughs> Oh, dude, this is so bad. I feel like it was a that, spoof. I feel like this whole thing is a spoof, this movie. Or I, at least this trailer. I want to believe it, but I think it's for real. I think it's, it's for serious. I want to believe. <laughs> well, uh, unfortunately, I could not find a uh, trailer for the Skunk Ape story. So it's that good, huh? Yeah, unfortunately, the legacy of Boggy Creek and Skunk Ape story did not have trailers that I could find. Oh, that's how you know it's going to be good. Too. I know. Um, so, unfortunately, we can't do that one. But let's move on to Encounters. All right. And like I said, the famous encounter that the first Boggy Creek film is based on occurred in 1971. So this encounter occurred in 1971. They filmed it in 1972 and released it in 1973. Yeah, they worked fast. Yeah. All right. So Bobby and Elizabeth Ford claim that Bob the Boggy Creek monster attacked their home late on the night of May 1st. The monster, Elizabeth said, reached through the screen window, but was chased away by Bobby and Dan, his brother, who had just returned from a hunting trip. Unsatisfied, the monster returned shortly after midnight and tossed Bobby to the ground. Bobby was taken to the St. Michael Hospital in Texarkana. 
and treated for large gash gashes Jesus and treated <laughs> for large gashes across his back. He was suffering from mild shock when he arrived, according to newspaper reports. There were several papers covering the legend around this time. Although no traces of blood were found at the fort's home, three-toed footprints were found near the house. There were scratches on the porch, and the siding and a window were both damaged. Could yeah. have been a bear. Right. Could have been a bear, honestly. Like, it, it sounds a lot like a bear, even. Mainly but, because um, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Yeti-type monster cryptids, whatever you want to call them, I, mm-hmm. uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're not the claw-type creatures. Yeah. They're, they more, usually... they're more like humanoid, ape-like, like they don't have claws to scratch with. Right, right, yeah. No, I agree, yeah. The, yeah. The long nails, he was just a, he was just a coke Yeah, it could, yeah, you know? it could just be that, like, the thing doesn't bite his nails, and yeah, but, you know. Whatever. It was the 70s. Maybe, but, you know, yeah. All right, so um, we have a bunch of other encounters that uh, you found, right, online? Well, actually, um, just circling back real quick to that first encounter, okay. I actually found a newspaper clipping from that encounter from, uh, from what was it, 71, 72? Um, 71, yeah. 71. So I found a newspaper clipping. I thought it was really interesting. I wanted to share a few pieces from it um, because it had like a lot of direct quotes from the people involved. Sure. So I just thought it'd be neat to hear what they had to say. Um, so living in the house was Bob Ford, Elizabeth Ford, uh, Bob's brother, Don Ford, and his wife, Patricia Ford. So it was like a weird, the four of them living together situation. The Fords. Um, yeah, the Fords, you know. Uh, the Ford well, I mean, brothers. It is, and it is the South, so that's really just a living situation. Yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, um, it starts off, uh, I was moving, it was moving so fast. I didn't stop to open the door. Uh, I just ran through it. Basically. There was a quote from Bobby Ford, age 25 at the time. What a moron. Uh, Right. So he just ran through his door, which is already kind of a red flag for the story right like well, why would you give up your one defense okay yeah exactly like okay so i'm so scared at this thing coming at me instead of taking the time to open and try and close the door i'm just gonna run through my door leaving zero defense between me and the outside world right exactly it's, a, it's really dumb dumb bad logic so Stupid. uh it was a sunday morning after the unidentified creature attacked a house about 10 miles south of uh, Texarkana on uh, U.S. Highway 71. Um, we have lived there only five days, and I think we're going to move now, said Patricia, 20, at age 22. The thing has been to the house three times now. Um, huh. So, and then, and then Bob uh, adds in, at first I thought it was just a bear, but it runs upright and moves fast. It's just covered with hair. It first started Wednesday when our wives heard something walking around on the porch. Then Friday night, about midnight, the thing tried to break into the house again. I saw the, uh, and then Elizabeth Ford says, I saw the curtain moving on the front porch window and saw a hand sticking through the window. At first I thought it was a bear, a bear's paw, but it didn't look like that. It had heavy hair all over, and it had claws. I could see its eyes. It looked like coals of fire, real red. It didn't make any noise except for you could hear it breathing. Why does every monster have red eyes? 
dude, right? It's just like, come on, like, like they always have any, that red demon eyes. Is there any actual animal out there that has red eyes? Like, other than like things that are photographed, you know what I mean? Like, are there animals yeah. with actual red eyes? Because I feel like no animal has a red eye. I'm actually curious to that myself, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do a quick search here. Uh, what animals have red eyes and why? Because like I understand the Jersey Devil having a red eye, like red eyes, like Mothman maybe having red eyes. You know what I mean? Sure. They're like sure. they're more like monsters, right? Than but I mean, why I guess they're not primordial. Like Jersey, ape, I guess. Yeah, like Jersey Devil is not cryptid as much as it is a monster i mean it is a cryptid but it's it's yeah. more like monster plane as opposed to like just cryptozoology where it's just like here's this thing right exactly that is so just up, an, a species of something that we have not discovered yet <laughs> so i looked up what animals have red eyes and why uh-huh. and they showed me a bunch of snakes and lizards so it's, okay. and they're not like glowing red they're just reptilized so right uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway. So unless this thing is part <laughs> reptile, false. <laughs> right, exactly. All right. So uh, here's the interesting here's the interesting part. Uh, Bobby continues to add, uh, we shot several times and uh, we shot several times at it. Then and then called the Ernest Walraven, constable at Folk. Uh, he brought us another shotgun and a stronger light. We waited <laughs> on the porch of Saw the thing closer to the house. Imagine, right, giving up a call to the constable and being like, hey, there's some fuckery going on in my woods. He's just like, all right, let me bring you another shotgun. <laughs> you know what? That is the law working for you, my friend. That is. I know, right? I love it. So um, <laughs> he continues on. We waited on the porch and then saw the thing closer to the house. We shot it again, and though we, uh, we thought saw it fall, Ernest, Charles, and myself walked, uh, started walking to where we saw it fall. About the same time, they heard the women screaming up at the house, and Bobby went back. I was walking the rungs of the ladder to get up on the porch, and the thing grabbed me. I felt a hairy arm come over my shoulder, and the next thing I knew, I was on the ground. The only thing I could think about was how to get out of there. The only thing, the thing was breathing real hard and his eyes were the size of a half dollar in real red. Again, again. more red eyes. Uh, (laughs) I finally broke away and ran around the house and through the front door, which he broke. (laughs) Uh, I don't know where he went. Uh, And then basically I'll I'll end this whole thing with a quote from uh, Constable Walraven, who showed up at the scene. He was there from 12 a.m. and stayed until 5 a.m., according to the paper. Uh, he said, several persons saw the thing and shot at it, some of them close range. They said nothing seemed to stop it. They described it as being about seven feet tall and looked like just like a naked man covered with brown hair. <laughs> All right. Um, so the sheriff didn't see it? Or, sorry, the constable didn't see it? No, uh, he he did. He was he, uh, that was the constable at the quote there. Constable right, but that's what I'm saying. Raven. All he said was several persons saw the thing and shot at it. Some from close range. They said so, nothing seemed to stop it, which indicates oh, yeah. he didn't actually see it or do the shooting. That's weird. Yeah, I guess 
Uh, he I was guess that's Billy right. Bob with the overalls inside the house, and yeah, <laughs> they were outside yeah, shooting. At. Yeah, that's weird, man. Totally. All right. Um, so this next encounter comes from Reddit username uh, Jurassicosaurus J. <laughs> that's as good as it gets, I think. Oh uh, yeah. Post is called Looking for Any Information on Arkansas Creature. I recently came across a story that the author claims is real, and I also have and I have also believe it's real. Good grammar. I'll post the yeah, story below. It's, it's a creature that is approximately six to eight feet tall, black brown hair with long arms and legs, and has a shrieking scream howl. More like a <laughs> <laughs> it kind of sounds like the beginning of a karate movie. Ho! <laughs> a little bit of flute in the background, maybe? Yep. <laughs> I, I know it's vague, but it's what I have to go on. Uh, crawls on all fours, but can square up on its hind legs. That would be a bear. It's from Pine Bluff, Arkansas. I believe the creature to be the same as both the folk monster and the Ozark Howler. Something next for us to look up. The Ozark oh, oh, Howler. Write that down. Me, I got a whole list of Arkansas cryptids. That... Fantastic. Yes. All right. Here's a story posted by another Reddit user four years ago. I'm a little late to the party, so I'm sure this is going to get buried. I posted this a while back in a different thread of this nature that never picked up steam. It's fairly long ago, so I'm sorry about the wall of text. But when I wrote it, I tried to be as thorough as possible. Back in the early 90s, I was a kid, around 13 at the time of this incident, and I used to stay at my grandparents' house a lot in a very rural area in southeast Arkansas. When I say very rural, I mean it's a series of networked dirt roads to get out to their house. Closest neighbor besides my aunt and uncle who lived about a quarter mile up the road was over a mile and a half away. This was very backwoods and isolated from most civilization. Closest town was a 10-mile trip in the middle of a farmland, mostly woods. They had lived in this house since my mother was a child and had both grown up just a ways down the road. Anyway, there was a general store roughly three to four miles down network of dirt roads. This typical country general store ran by an old lady and her husband, and its only customers really only consisted of the people who lived out there one day, my grandmother asked me if I wanted to walk to the general store and get her some milk. It's fucking three to four miles you want to walk to get yeah. milk? I'll take a quick three, three, four mile walk. To oh, and eggs and a few other miscellaneous items. Dude, take the fucking truck. Right. She gave me some money and I headed on my way. It's fairly early in the day and I had plenty of time to get back before dark. Three to four miles? What are you fucking running? Yeah, right. <laughs> Which I always made sure to do when I was out roaming about. Things can get mighty creepy out in the backwoods of Arkansas after nightfall. That I don't disagree with. It's a darkness unlike most people who have lived primarily in cities or towns have never experienced. Me, being a 13-year-old, had poor time management skills. I stopped at the bottom of the hill next to this small wooden bridge you have to cross and messed around the creek watching crawdads and such as I kinda just messed around the whole way to the store. Crawdaddies. Crawdaddies. By the time I left the store, I realized it was quickly approaching dark. This was fall, and the darkness set upon the land pretty early in the day. Okay, this person turned into a novel writer all of a sudden. Yeah, right. I didn't want to be walking those lonely, secluded roads uh, through the woods 
alone in the dark, so I hurried as fast as I could, running and sprinting as much as possible, but it wasn't enough. By the time I had made it back to the bottom of the hill near the bridge, it was almost completely dark, and there was an eerie sort of glow brought about by a very bright, nearly full moon that was rising. Well, if it's nearly full, then it's pretty bright. Hey, right. <laughs> At the top of the hill, the road was perfectly straight and flat. The woods on the left side, large fields on the right, about a half mile up from the top of the hill is my grandparents' house, and you can see it from there. As I top the hill, I can see the faint glow of the lights at their house, and I feel a sense of relief because I was kind of freaking out a little bit, but knowing I was so close and could see the house offered a little bit of comfort. The field on the right was somewhat illuminated by the glow of the moon, and my eyes had adjusted to the darkness rather well at this point. Somewhat illuminated? Dude, I live in, like, a nice little cul-de-sac. When it's a full moon, I don't need a flashlight when I walk my dog at night. And there's no other and, lights on there? And, and I mean, I have trees and stuff, like, around. But, like, but, so this guy's got an open field with a full moon. It's pretty bright. I digress. <laughs> on this motherfucker. As I walk up the road, I hear something from the left behind me on the wood side of the road. It sounded like leaves being rustled. I turn to look and see nothing at first, but then as my eyes began to focus, I see something in the ditch. A black, shadowy shape slowly moving towards me. At first, I thought it was a dog, but then I realized it was much too large to be a dog. Then I realized it wasn't actually walking on four legs. It was crawling like a person would. I stared for a moment out of sheer confusing confusement, trying to configure trying to figure out what I was seeing, and then a jolt of fear shot through me as it dawned on me, whatever this thing was, it had been trying to sneak up on me. At that exact moment, the thing stood upright, out of the ditch, on two legs, like a person. It had the shape of a human, long arms, legs, was proportioned as such. It stood roughly seven to eight feet in height and was completely covered in black or maybe dark brown hair. Its face was dark in color, and I can't recall seeing much uh, in the way of features to do it being, uh, being that it was night. It was no bear for certain or any other kind of animal I have ever seen for that matter. I immediately dropped the bag of stuff I had been carrying and bolted as fast as my legs could take me towards my grandparents' house. I heard a heavy, breathing, guttural, growling kind of sound behind me and heard this thing's footsteps running behind me on the gravel as it gave chase. Fuck that. Yeah, right? Oh, Absolutely. No, no thank you. Uh Uh-uh. Terrifying. I didn't turn around, and I was certain that it would grab me at any moment, and then I heard it crash off into the woods and let out an earth-shattering and ungodly scream unlike anything I had heard ever before or since. I'm positive this thing could have easily caught me had it wanted to, but for some reason it let me go. That's bullshit. It either realized that it was getting too close to your grandparents' house and said, fuck that, I'm out, um, because if that thing wanted to grab you, it was going to grab you. Right. Uh, also, an earth-shattering ungodly scream like anything I've ever heard before. I think we've heard it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. By the time I reached my grandparents, my heart felt as it would explode from the combination of the adrenaline lush I had from being scared beyond any type of uh, fear I'd ever had before since and full-on sprinting as hard as possible for about a half a straight mile. Sure. Yeah, I flew right. into the house in an incoherent uh, mess of hyperactive gibberish, tried to explain to my grandparents what had just happened. My grandmother didn't really seem to believe me, but she did believe something had scared me and acted rather weird about the whole thing. She tried to convince me 
it was just a dog or some other animal, an eight-foot-tall dog. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The next morning, I woke up and found my grandpa sitting outside whittling wood underneath the shade tree in the front yard, as he often liked to do. I went and sat down beside him in one of the old metal lawn chairs. He was a very rational man, down to earth, and had grown up in the haunted in and haunted that area. Hunted, hunted. sorry, hunted that area his entire life. I'm just in the paranormal. Yeah, that's he right. He knew every square inch of it, <laughs> mapped into his mind. He knew every type of critter and creature that lived in those woods, what noises they made, where to find them, how to catch them, etc. I'd only been hunting with him a couple of years, but had been going out into those woods with him since pretty young age and walks on such. He had passed a lot of his knowledge down to me during those adventures. I spoke to him about what had happened to me the night before and told him that I knew what I saw. It wasn't my overactive imagination. I wasn't making it up, and it definitely wasn't a dog. He knew I wasn't just some dumb 13-year-old kid, and he knew that I knew the things he'd taught me. He stopped whittling, looked me straight in the eyes, and said, I know what you saw. I've seen it before, too. There's things out in them woods that people don't understand, and that person ought not to go fooling with. I remember those words clearly (laughs) to this day. I don't remember those words right now, and I just read them. (laughs) <laughs> because it gave me affirmation, but at the same time made me realize that whatever I'd seen was very real in existence and beyond my understanding. My grandpa then went on to tell me far back in the woods there's some cliffs, and at the bottom of those cliffs is a cave. He told me that the cave is where the creature lived. What the fuck would you know? He had once stumbled upon it. Oh, it's going to tell me. He had once stumbled <laughs> upon it a long time ago when he was hunting. He said he was standing at the top of the cliff looking at it when a creature fitting the same description emerged and began screaming wildly at him and throwing rocks. He said he took a small shot at it, missed, and then this thing gave chase. But my grandfather was on top of the cliff, so in order to get to him, this thing had to go around pretty good distance and then up, which he said it quickly began to do. So he hightailed it out of there in a hurry, uh, as you should. Yeah, absolutely. Get the fuck out of there. Right? He said the whole way back home, he felt as if he was being watched and kept hearing twigs snap behind him, and he was certain that it was following him, stalking him. He made it home, and as he reached the front porch, he turned back to look in the woods where he'd come and saw it peeking out at him from behind a tree. Fuck that noise. Later that night, he said he and my grandmother awoke in the early morning hours to large rocks being thrown at the house and ungodly howling noises from outside, and this thing trying to get into the house. He said he could hear it walking around the front porch, rattling the doorknobs, banging on windows, and it sounded like it was muttering to itself in a low, deep, garbled voice but it doesn't sound like a language just a bunch of gibberish motherfuckers <laughs> they forgot about Trey what? <laughs> what? I'm sorry I made myself laugh it's just a bunch of gibberish and motherfuckers act like they forgot about Trey <laughs> fuck off <laughs> After a while, I'm going to have to edit that somehow. After a while, (laughs) the thing went back to throwing some more rocks and howling, so my grandpa grabbed his shotgun, fired out the front door a few times into the darkness, the direction of the howling. Heard it run back into the woods. He didn't know if he'd hit it or not. He said that it was the last he'd ever seen or heard from it, but over the years, the occasional farmer's cow would be mutilated or some hunting dog would go unexplainably missing or someone would have a story about some strange creature they'd seen. He also said it scared my grandmother beyond words and she absolutely refused to ever talk about it or even acknowledge that it happened, which explains her acting weird about it when I told her that it happened to me. I know it's a pretty far-fetched story and you can believe it or not, makes no difference to me. I know what I saw. My grandpa knows what he saw. 
and neither of us had ever felt the need to convince anyone else of it. In fact, until today, I've never actually spoken to, of it to anyone other than my grandpa, and he passed away roughly 10 years ago. Honestly, it gives me the chills. I fully believe it to be real. I've been doing research for hours, can't find any more information, and he would help. Yeah. What do you think? Cold water? Um, I don't know, man. It's hard to tell with these ones, right? Cause it yeah, could, it, it, could, like, it, it could just be somebody who likes writing these kinds of stories. Right. Um, I would say plausible only because this person's grammar is so shitty. <laughs> that and that alone. Yep. Because I feel like if it was like a storyteller trying to like tell a story, it would sound better. Yeah, they would have written it a little bit more coherently. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I don't know. I, that was the only thing I could find for like a firsthand like spoken encounter yeah. uh, about the folk monster online. Um, so I'm going to throw it out there um, because honestly, I'm just going to say that's it for, for firsthand encounters because yeah, it's fair. Uh, we went, I went to a website called folkmonster.net um, and there's a list of like firsthand encounters as recent as 2019 even. Yeah. I think it starts um, all the way back at what? 1908. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, I, I, I didn't include uh, any of these stories uh, because all of them, basically, they don't include names or a source to back anything up. Uh, um, it was all just like a mother saw or a couple spotted or a trapper, a trapper found hair in his trap. You know what I mean? It was like yeah. nothing held real substance. It was all investigated by one dude. Right. Um, but, however, I did want to read one of my favorite fucking bullshit nothing stories from that list that okay. I read. Um because it barely counts as a sighting, and it's just so fucking funny that they put it in here and be like, oh, see, folk monster. Like, whoa. Okay, I'm, I'm so, very excited. 1992, Folk, Arkansas. Man sees a hairy, upright creature standing beside the road as he drove at night. It crossed the road behind the car. Dude, come on. Like, <laughs> that's the whole thing. <laughs> that's the whole fucking thing. That's, it could be a dude in a jacket. That's a bear. You know. That's a fucking uh, bear. Yeah, a bear, anything. It could be. Literally, literally could have been anything. It's crazy. Like, and also, I just want to throw out there too. Do you remember not too long ago? Remember uh, the bear that had its uh, paw like hurt or damaged, and it was walking through people's like lawns looking for help, basically. No, like because it, it couldn't walk on all fours because like it, it like its its hand was like amputated from like a bear trap or something crazy, so it was missing one of its front legs. So it walked on its back two legs. Yeah, dude, it just there adapted. are dogs that just walk on their back two legs. Yeah. Because they have so, to, or because they're trained to. I, and this was when we caught we caught on camera, it was on the news, you know yeah. what I mean? It very much so could have just been a bear who was missing a paw, 100%. or you know what I mean? Had, yeah, yeah, so, um, it's just funny. So <laughs> that is, it's, that's I, I left a lot nothing. of those out because they were bad. Yeah, yeah they were it's bad. Literally nothing. All right, um... <laughs> Let's get into – so we talked a little bit about pop culture um, with the movies and stuff that this legend has inspired. Um, but, you know, like we did with the Jersey Devil, you know, we go – try to go online. Um, as far as photos go, there are no known photos of Boggy Creek, um, the Boggy Creek Bigfoot, I'm going to call it. So it's yeah, pretty much – 
just all fan art. Like if you type in the folk monster or um, Boggy Creek monster, it's all just like fan art. And of that fan art, most most of it is just like normal Bigfoot drawings. So there's really nothing special. Sure. Um, but what I do want to talk about is the Monster Mart. Yes, yes. Let's definitely talk about that. Yes. The folk home of the legendary Boggy Creek Monster. That's the name of the store. It's the Monster Mart, the folk home of the legendary Boggy Creek Monster. That's great. It's a convenience store and souvenir shop. Uh, in Folk, Arkansas, that sells Boggy Creek Monster paraphernalia, and I use that very loosely, and I will explain why in a minute. <laughs> in an attempt to capitalize on the Boggy Creek legend, PV's Monster Mart sells souvenirs and trinkets based on the beast and has even erected a large wooden cutout outside of the store where visitors and tourists can take pictures of themselves as the Boggy Creek Monster. And I snagged some photos off their Facebook page. So this first photo is inside the store, and it's like a depiction of what looks to be like a folk monster family, like a, yes. a papa yeah, folk, like a, a mama yeah, folk, a and mama. a baby folk. A <laughs> <laughs> little Ewok folk. Yeah, little Ewok. <laughs> um, I'm sure it's just for like a photo op or something, but it's got like a little sign, and you can see it. It's on your screen. I love the Boggy Creek 2 poster. Right next to it too. Oh yeah, like, ah, absolutely. Yeah, you know from the movie. Yes, from the movie. <laughs> and then Chris found this photo uh, from outside the Monster Mart. Yeah, someone just uploaded that. They were like, "I was outside the Monster Mart, and this was there." Yeah, I so it's, it it's another photo but... opportunity. It's just a what appears to just be a Bigfoot. <laughs> uh, the next photo is um, my personal favorite. It is a Merry Christmas um, card, I guess, <laughs> from Folk Monster uh, that is literally a drawing of the Boggy Creek Monster with fangs and beady little yellow eyes. But they put a cute little Santa hat on him and put him behind a Christmas tree and put Merry Christmas. Oh, man. Dude, that reminds me of, uh, holy shit, dude. My uh, it's my like coworker. Krampus. I would love to see Krampus Part Two with the Boggy Creek Monster. Oh, dude, Boggy Creek versus Krampus. Yes, that was nice. So, <laughs> I have a coworker at work that uh, that absolutely despises Godsmack, and <laughs> uh, I use that I use that to my advantage. And uh, one year for Christmas, I photoshopped a picture of Godsmack just like this. It was like Santa hats on the whole crew, Christmas trees. Like uh, the main, the main, the main singer had like his fist up like against the camera. And I put like a little candy cane coming out of it. Like <laughs> it was so good, dude. And uh, that's, that's just what this picture reminds me of. Is just like how ridiculous, dude. It's so good. You just slap the hat in the Christmas tree there, and just like Merry Christmas. So the reason before I put um, those air quotes around the Boggy Creek paraphernalia. Uh huh. Is because, like, there's not a wide selection of stuff. Okay. Um, I think they have, like, four T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> um, if that, like, four T-shirt styles, which, I mean, I guess, you know, and, and like, two lunch boxes, some shot glasses, um, you know, a coffee mug here or there. Like, I put a, a picture of some of the stuff that they sell on, on your screen here, but... It was not a lot of stuff. Can we also talk about how it's a Bigfoot search kit and a Bigfoot lunchbox? And... Yes. Yes. 
That's my point. That's my point. It's it's not even Boggy Creek. It's just fucking Sasquatch. It's literally like like they're just shipping this stuff in from Oregon. (laughs) Dude, legitimately. They're like, oh, this guy's already making it. Let's just fucking import it. Fucking assholes. Holy shit, dude. Such assholes. Seriously. And then you found something else, too, um, that is absolute utter nonsense. Also, something I didn't put together when I found this originally, this article is by Lyle Blackburn, the guy who does all of the fucking Fook Monster sightings. Like, you you, you see the Fook Monster, you call Lyle Blackburn. He did the one earlier with the fucking car and the guy walking behind the car. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. The same guy, it's yeah. It's credited. Okay. Um, all so, right, so weird. Arkansas Morning News. <laughs> and this, I mean, this is perfect because um, it, this is March 2020. Yep. This, so is the latest, this is the latest sighting of the folk <laughs> monster. And, I mean, I guess he's having problems too. Am I right, Chris? Right? Yeah. Folk listen. monster breaks into local bathroom, steals toilet paper. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh-huh. Dude, we can't even read that without me just like wheezing like a bat, dude. It's too much. It's too much, dude. Fuck like, you, Lyle Blackburn. Right? Corona affects us all. Yeah, that's the stupidest thing. I'm gonna try and read some of this. Local man Jeremy Turnipede called authorities at approximately 2 a.m. Thursday morning to report that the infamous folk monster reached through the bathroom window and vanished with three rolls of cottonelle aloe vera treated toilet paper. (laughs) 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 This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life, dude. I'm not reading any more of this. That's fucking awful. No, come on. All right, I'll read it. Let me read it. All right, I I got it, I got it, I got it. Oh, it's oh, so good. God, it's hard to find that t- particular brand, said Turnip <laughs> Seed. Especially in times like these, with all this virus panic going on. DNA <laughs> officers who arrived on the scene <laughs> followed tracks that led from Turnip Seed's bathroom window. To about a quarter mile into the cypress tree near Boggy Creek. Then lost the trail. Amazingly, the creature left behind two rolls of Charmin and four rolls of Angel Soft, <laughs> opting to take the aloe vera treated cottonelle. You got a Sensitive bottoms! <laughs> Dude, I... <laughs> oh my god, dude. I gotta get through this. Oh, maybe me, me and that monster got something in common, said Turnip Seed. Have to go see if the grocery store have any preparation. 
change. Probably out of that too. Oh. Holy so, fuck. So yeah, I found that on the online today. Uh so Oh my god, dude, that I haven't laughed that hard since we did the bunyip. Oh god, the bunyip. The bunyip. <laughs> Remember the bunyip flip. Holy fuck, dude. That was bad. Oh. Oh. Holy shit, Sweet dude. Sweet Christ. All but right. yeah, so that's the fuck monster, guys. Uh, you know, guard your toilet paper if you live in Arkansas, especially if you have the, the aloe vera oh. type uh, cotton now. You know, dude, he's going to come, come take I it through your window. Breathe. I cannot breathe right now. Oh. However, if you have an excess of toilet paper and you need a little bit more, uh, you know, he does a pretty good trade. So, you know, you can say you got one, one roll of the Cottonelle, you leave that out for the, for, <laughs> folk for uh, the folk sponsor, and he leaves you two. And, you know, it's a, it's a win-win. Oh, goodness oh, gracious. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, all right. So, obviously, that one was a gaff. Um, yes. <laughs> um, There's but, no way. I, I really hope that that was a joke. Yeah, I mean, if not, someone should really check on Lyle because he's losing it. Or, um, or Jeremy Turnipseed. <laughs> Mr. Turnipseed, the respected Mr. Turnipseed. My God. Um, so uh, on a final note, or not a final note, but on a note here with the uh, the folk monster, uh, I found out today while doing my research that Arkansas is also a gold mine of cryptids. Um, I'm not really sure what that says about the state, uh, but they sure do have multiple cryptids in the woods there. Yeah. Uh, some of these include the Ozark Howler, which we heard earlier. Right. Uh, the White River Monster, the Arkansas Dogman, which I've heard of a Michigan Dogman, but not the Arkansas one. Oh boy. Uh, and the ever elusive Arkansas Hyena, which I looked into that one, and it's literally just a hyena. They're just like, I saw a hyena in the woods. <laughs> you probably, probably saw a wolf, <laughs> my dude. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so again, we may or may not get into those in a like a later podcast. Uh, but I just thought it was interesting that they had all those cryptids in That's one place. Funny. Like, why Arkansas of all places? Like, why is that the cryptid hot spot? I know. So, you know. It's I just thought south. that was interesting. Um, <laughs> it's because it's the south. <laughs> so, the other thing I came across um, was the Folk Monster Festival that takes place in August. Although, it's probably right. not going to take place this year. Although, it's Arkansas, so you never know. Maybe. No, they'll uh, march in with it. Exactly. But this is the info that's on their Facebook page. Cool. We have decided to make this an annual event due to overwhelming popularity. We are moving to a larger facility, the auditorium at Folk Middle School. Thank goodness. Once again, the proceeds will benefit Folk School District. We will also be awarding a scholarship to a Folk High School senior. That's nice. Um, the speakers are Lyle Blackburn. So that's that's our guy. That makes sense. Based of Boggy Creek, Robert Robinson, Legend Tripping, David Weatherly, Wood Knock Series, Jerry Hestand, Hunting Apes in America. Special guest Pamela Pierce, daughter of director Charles Charles B. Pierce. Couldn't even get Charles. I'm I'm assuming Charles is dead, and that's why they need to get his daughter. Yeah, maybe. I would hope. Otherwise, that's just a giant middle finger from Charles. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, J. Smoky Crabtree, son of Smoky Crabtree. 
Okay, great. And The Legend of Boggy Creek cast members Glenn Carruth, Bobby Ford, Kathy Cox Lee, Trailer Incident, Ginger Hawkins Roush, Trailer Incident, and Jerry <laughs> Trapman, The Hunter. The Hunter. Uh, so that is Boggy Creek, the the folk yeah. monster, the the legend of Boggy Creek. Um, do you have anything to add or any thoughts on this particular cryptid, Chris? Um, besides the fact that he is a dirty, dirty toilet paper thief. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much uh, on a final thought, really. Uh, my biggest thing is, I, I I think it's probably just like a bear that doesn't have like a leg or something instead of standing up. Yeah. Um, or so, something along the lines. I mean, there's something out there that's scaring these people, obviously. Um, but what it is as a foggy creek monster, I don't think so. Yeah, but. that's I'm I'm on the same kind of thing with you. Um, what I am going to do at some point, I'm going to try and figure this out because I didn't have enough time to get to the timetable. But here's what I'm curious about. Mm-hmm. Right? West Coast is where Bigfoot lives. Yeah. Right. Um, Seattle, Wash or in the Washington, Oregon area. Yeah. Right. In right. Those, in those woods, Northern yeah, California, yeah. maybe too. So, what I'm curious about because this says that uh, folk monster Boggy Creek goes as far back as 1834. Right? Yeah. Yep. So, when did we get out to the west? When did Bigfoot become a thing? Who was first? Right. That's my question. Is Was the Boggy Creek Monster first or was Bigfoot first? Because if the Boggy Creek Monster was first, it could have been that they took that ghost story, if you will, out with out them to, when they went out west and settled yeah. out there. Or... It could have been they were out west, they saw Bigfoot, they came back east, told their family about it, and then the legend of the Boggy Creek monster, you know, not to be outdone. Oh, we have one of those on the east coast, too, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. So that's um, that's what I'm curious about. I'm going to look that up, and uh, maybe yeah. we'll do just like a quick little side story. Um, well, not a side story, because that's probably copywritten. Um <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a uh, a little uh, extra bonus episode right. for you guys. Um, uh, um, so that's how we're going to wrap up the Boggy Creek Monster. Uh, luckily, this week we have another listener story. Heck yeah. Uh, and this week's listener story comes from Jonathan in Massachusetts. Yeah, and personal Jonathan, friend of mine. Hey, Johnny. Yeah, and uh, he didn't say whether or not he wanted to remain anonymous, so I'm just leaving his last name out um, okay. to be on the safe side. Uh, if I he, called him before the show. He's he's, he's good, um, but uh, he he said he didn't carry it away. So okay, we well, just we'll just go. We'll go, Jonathan, Massachusetts. You know who you are. Yep. All right. He writes. Hey guys. I have a story that happened to me many years ago when I was about 12 years old. Sorry for the terrible terrible spelling and grammar. It's okay. Sorry for reading like I'm in fourth grade. Uh, Trying to use my tablet, and it tends to add grammar and correct spelling when it thinks it needs it. Growing up, I lived on Cape Cod in the beautiful town of East Falmouth, Massachusetts. Most locals know the story about Highfield Hall, which was built in 1878 by the Beebe family, uh, along with a mansion called Tanglewood which came in 1879. This property sits in a secluded area in Falmouth, 
Falmouth, Massachusetts, which sits on 700 plus acres of land. Wow. Uh, the story I've heard all my life is that the BB family were murdered by their two kids. Yeesh. Not only did the murder, not only did they murder their family, but they also murdered the help. Great, nice kids. Yeah, right. The two kids eventually hang themselves in the shed, which still exists today. Some people say they see a woman some nights standing in front of the top middle window, while others claims to have heard the sound of high heels walking down the main staircase. That's creepy. Some people claim to hear running in panic while walking the trails late at night and other strange activities. My question is, why are you walking the trails late at night? Yeah. Yeah, go go at the daytime. <laughs> right. When I was 12 years old, about uh, 2001, 2002, my older sister, mom, stepdad, and I uh, stopped here to go hiking in the woods, as we often do. This time, we decided to check out the house since they had just started doing constructions and renovations. We figured we might be able to get a sneak peek inside to see what it looks like. When I was younger, the windows were painted black and boarded up so no one could break in. Uh, this day, we walked into the front of the house. Um, there's a picture below that we'll show you guys. And there was a young woman dressed in all white, in an all-white dress, almost like a white nightgown, with a small paint can in her hands. Okay. We did not <laughs> think anything of this <laughs> because the renovations uh, they were making, but... This is where it got strange. This is where it got strange? Not the girl in a nightie with a paint can? (laughs) (laughs) The invitation in. I know. It was like, it's just, you know, here, I'm in a nightgown. Come on in. Uh, The young lady asked us randomly if we would like to check out the house and go inside. Obviously, we said yes. As soon as we were told, we could go in. She opened the door for us, and I think over a thousand ladybugs flew out as soon as the door was open. That was creepy, but not creepy enough for us not to go in, so we decided to go in. That's creepy enough for me not to go in. That's fair. Uh, The house was amazing and very old. There was dust everywhere, and the floors looked like they would break in half if you stepped in the wrong place. Normally, people were not allowed to go inside because it was unsafe, but the lady let us in anyway. We walked around the house and went up each flight of stairs, which seemed to be never-ending. There were random secret hallways that made secret doors and made this house even cooler. We all split up and started walking around on our own, which is how every Scooby-Doo goes wrong, for the record. That's how you fall you into a trap. classic Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I had my dog with me. Scooby-Doo! Yep. <laughs> <laughs> <There's> Scoob. <laughs> Soinks! Like, hey, Scoob! I had my dog with me at the time, and she was terrified to go into some of the rooms. I still remember to this day picking up my dog and forcing her to go into some of those rooms she was clearly scared to go in. My whole body froze, and the hair on the back of my neck started standing up. It's difficult to describe, certainly a feeling I'd never ha- uh, felt before. That did not stop me from continuing to explore, though. We walked around as much as we could and checked out absolutely everything. By the time I got back downstairs, I was about to check out the basement but could not find a light. I started walking down, and I remember clear as day hearing someone cough and laugh in the pitch-black basement. Book that. My mom and stepdad and older sister were all on the upper levels, so I know it wasn't them. I immediately ran away. Smart boy. Yep. Yeah, oh, out of there. Oh, thank you. I remember getting my mom and told her about the basement. We all walked over to the basement and searched for a light but had no luck finding one. We decided not to go down just in case it wasn't safe, not because, you know, there are people coughing and laughing down there. Um, and because I was too scared to walk down, we decided that we would have, uh, that we would leave because there really wasn't anything else to look at. 
When we left the house, we searched for the lady who let us in, but she was nowhere to be found. That was strange, considering that this mansion was a historic site and was always locked up for safety reasons. We searched all over to let her know we were leaving, but never found her. I remember we started walking back towards the car, and the barn swung open, and two ropes were hanging from the beams. Fuck off. We decided we would go home instead mm-hmm. of going for a walk, so we hopped back in the car. That was really smart. We drove away. I remember it perfectly, looking out my window at the house and thinking how cool it was to finally walk around inside. As we drove away, I saw the lady who let us in, looking out the window on the top floor in her white nightgown. That was a ghost, dude. Yeah, the ghost let you in, man. You saw a ghost. I still don't know quite how to explain to this day. I'm explaining for you. It's a fucking ghost. I remember the eerie, chilling feeling that I have never felt before. Unless you've experienced that feeling, it's hard to describe. Perhaps it was nothing in all my imagination, but I remember it like it was yesterday, and I will never forget it. I know that feeling. It's it's like it's like having someone behind you breathing very softly on your neck, hmm. but there's no one there. Gross and yes, it's and it's and it's not like a creepy breathing. It's just like somebody who's so close to you that you can feel their breath. Yeah, but you also know that there's no one there. So like that's why it's that creepy feeling where the hair on the back of your neck stands up. That's that's how I would describe it. That's fair. Um, but uh, yeah. So perhaps it was nothing in all my imagination, but I remember it like it was yesterday, and I will never forget it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, Below, right. I have some pictures of the Tanglewood Mansion from how I remember it when I was younger along with how it looked today uh, now that the renovations are done. What is also strange is that since the renovations have been completed, it's difficult to find any murder or historical records about the death or hanging. Interesting. Yeah, Everything weird, right? I read today says the Beebe family died from many things. The woman in the window apparently died of cancer. I don't know where all the records online went, but I know for a fact they did exist online because I remember researching and reading about the BB children killing everyone. Today, they apparently died by natural causes, which are not true. Mandela effect. Yeah, right? That's now, yeah, now that the renovations have been done for quite some time, uh, it has since been turned into an art gallery and a wedding destination. That makes sense. Uh, my guess is that they removed all the creepy stories online so they can get businesses. So they can get business. I know the records exist somewhere about what family, what really happened because um, I and others have read them and most local uh, East Falmouth, Massachusetts uh, residents remember the story of baby children killing their whole family. Dude. Below is a picture of how the mansion used to look when I was younger. On your screen now. Nice, like, old-style mansion. Just like... Beautiful. uh, Imagine, like, cotton plantation, but in Massachusetts, so without the slaves. Um, Yeah. And below is what it looks like today after it's been renovated. Um, also big, um, much more tutor. It's a, it's Lots it, of yeah, charm, it, I think. Yeah, it, it, they turned it into a tutor um, yeah. style home. Uh, I hope this was an interesting – As uh, try that again, huh? I hope this was an interesting read as it was certainly an interesting experience for me. Um, okay. That's awesome. John. I had no idea. Jonathan. You saw a ghost. A fucking ghost let you and your family into that house. You walked around a haunted mansion. You split up. By all accounts, if you go by the law of any movie ever, uh, only one of you should have made it out alive. 
<laughs> and the dog. Because the dogs the dog. in those movies usually don't die. So it should have been either so was, you, your sister, and the you. dog. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, I never knew um, that, that that happened. Uh, that's awesome. And, and I mean, so one of the coolest things, I personally, I'm not a huge fan of Massachusetts. Um, but that being said, there's a lot of really cool history. Yeah. Um, that happened in Massachusetts and something like this. Like the Boston Tea really, Party. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> it's just cool to hear about stuff like that. Um, I just currently moved to a historic town in New Hampshire, and now I'm finding that, you know, there's a lot of stuff from the 1800s just hanging around this area. It is haunted? crazy. Is it haunted? Um, is anything haunted? Uh, no, I mean, I like, I, like there's a grist mill from, on, like, one of the paths that's from 17-something um, you know, the, the, the path that we walk on is the old, just like discarded, like you got to search, tra- uh, search the town history of see if anything in that town is haunted. And when I, I will come up and visit you and we will do an episode from some haunted place. I can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. sounds like something that, that is very potential for I, I, uh, yeah. So I cool. just a broad, broad description um, in, near the Lakes region in New Hampshire. So cool. there's a lot of history out there. That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, Johnny, thank you so, so much for sharing your story with us. Yeah, man, I really thank you. It. Thank you for submitting uh, that. Um, obviously, we want to hear more stories. Yeah, um, DM yeah. us on Instagram. Uh, email us at the number four guys media network at gmail.com or uh, through our website, the number four guys media.com. Yeah, we um, want to hear your stories. You send them in. Anything. We read them. That's how it works. Yep. Doesn't have to. Be, it doesn't matter what it is. Listener stories of, that are obviously related to whatever the hell we talk about. Yep. <laughs> in yeah, some way, shape, or form. Um, yeah, I, I love hearing from people who uh, listen to the show and just yeah. have stories. Yeah, it's Absolutely. great. Um, so yeah. So, all right. Well, that's how we're going to wrap up this time on the Mystery in Our History podcast. Be sure to check out our website. Like I said before, the number four guys media network at G- uh, <laughs> number four guys media uh, dot com uh, for news updates and a list of all of our podcasts. And we'll see. You guys next time. Bye. <laughs>